Thursday, April 19th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, last Saturday morning, we all awoke to the news that the U.S. had led an attack on alleged Syrian chemical weapon facilities. Harry, the big question now is, what's next? Where do we go from here? Well, it was interesting to hear the administration's comments. It seemed like they were intentionally hearkening back to the two previous presidential administrations. Number one, as it was stated, this is a president who, when he draws a red line and says there'll be consequences, does inflict those consequences. And then secondly, after it was done, President Trump said, mission accomplished. Those two phrases are so embedded now into the media culture. Yes, if I do draw a red line, there will be consequences, and this is an example. In other words, I'm not going to say there's a red line and there'll be consequences, and then erase the line and have no consequences when the line had been crossed. And then secondly, mission accomplished may have been a way to say, actually, this was the mission. I don't have a mission beyond this. The mission was to take out the three chemical factories, and the mission's now accomplished by Great Britain, France, and United States. Many are responding negatively. This is a sovereign nation. We don't have a right to do this. America's interests are not at stake. Well, I would say to my Christian friends who say this on this issue, I would say that is an echo of the 1930s. You have Adolf Hitler invading Poland, literally cleansing away Polish resistance and declaring that his troops were authorized to kill women, children, and civilians, which they did by the thousands. And then, of course, there was the appeasement to Chamberlain and the statement, we can't intervene on such war crimes. Chemical weapons are actually agreed as war crimes, the use of them. All the countries have signed off that they are not to be used, and almost all countries have destroyed them, at least the known chemical that they had developed. Even as we are doing this program, we are being informed that there is an agency going in that is equipped to determine whether chemical warfare was used. And in particular, this infliction of chemical agents, probably chlorine gas, was dropped by barrel drums from airplanes that fell into the Syrian city, taking out hundreds of lives and casualties. And the documentation of the films that were observed had all of the evidences of chlorine gas. And so the question is, why hasn't the UN acted? Well, interestingly, after the attack, Russia brought forth a resolution condemning France, England, and the United States. It failed, as it had to fail, because guess who is on the executive council that has the power of veto but France, England, and the United States? And of course, the United States has brought resolutions condemning Syria's use of chemical warfare but guess who sits on that same council but Russia and Russia and China have vetoed those because in reality Syria as it has been before Russia there was the Soviet Union the Soviet Union established Assad's father and the Soviet Union continues to prop it up along with Iran so Russia Iran are the patron states behind Syria and maintaining Assad's authority and power within Syria. 
But I read of people saying, hey, this is not something that we should be involved in. I believe it is something that we should be involved in. I actually think this was appropriate. It was a measured strike. Clearly, they had made communications to remove human life from those sites. The Russians obviously were not there. They experienced no casualties, although they occupied places throughout the country in propping up Syria. And there were no human casualties. So that means if you destroyed plants and there are no human casualties, that meant some kind of advance warning was likely given. And so what the United States did was with uh, pinpoint accuracy took out those plants that manufacture chemicals. Why did we destroy those plants if we knew they were there? I think it was appropriate. We can't tell people what industries, because chemicals have multiple uses. But once they showed the usage of the atrocity of a war crime in gassing their own people with a genocidal assault, then to respond in such a manner, given the paralysis of the United Nations, by punishing what are agreed war crimes. For those who say to me, particularly believers I've talked to, we shouldn't do that. Well, how coarse can our consciences be that we can see women and children foaming at the mouth and we will not stop a dictator? I'm not talking about going in and changing regimes, just going in and telling him, we're not going to take over your country, but you cannot do what are agreed war crimes. You cannot gas your own people or any other people. And by the way, if he can gas them, all he's got to do is put it in a plane and fly it another hundred miles, and now he's over Israel. And now he's over Jordan. All of those countries that are around him, the patron states of Russia and Iran through Syria, then take that chemical warfare to other nations. But whether they do that or not, the fact that it's done to his own people, we cannot say, well, that's a matter of internal politics. No, it's not a matter of internal politics. That's a war crime. That is evil. That is evil. And there's two ways that you stop evil. One is the gospel of saving grace in Jesus Christ that changes the heart whereby evil originates and changes men and women. So let's send missionaries into Syria, which we are doing. Some of our own people from Briarwood have recently been there. And I know we have been there. And I know of some very special things that are being done that I cannot publicize on this program to bring the gospel into Syria. Secondly, there needs to be an external public policy that says, here is a red line. You cannot commit war crimes upon your people and kill women and children with gas. That will not be allowed. So what did they do? They took out the factories that would produce those chemical agents. And to stand against it to me is no different than the confessing church in Europe and in Germany that knew what Hitler was doing in the cleansing of the Jews and then did not say anything, but were silent because they were allowed to function. And people have said, if we do this, Assad will bring warfare against Christians. Assad's already bringing warfare against Christians. And his statement that he allows Christians there is no different than Hitler telling the confessing church in Germany, just trust me and don't worry, you can entrust the presence and security of your church to me. No, we don't do that. And we want to speak the public policy. And if necessary, evil has to be confronted. We don't want it to have to be confronted with warfare acts. But when chemical warfare is present, chemical warfare must be stopped. And then we, of course, bring the gospel to the hearts of those who would use chemical warfare as a tactic. But we also bring force against evil that it is not allowed to move with impunity. We do it constantly in our own country. 
We went to a neighborhood. We'll plant a church to bring the gospel to the hearts of men and women. We also put policemen on every corner saying you cannot do what is criminal. Well, we have agreed chemical warfare is criminal. Therefore, you cannot do it. We don't want to be the world's policemen. But those who have signed on to the reality that chemical warfare is a war crime must punish the crime if it is used with impunity against men, women, and children. So I believe that it was an appropriate response. It was a declared mission. We're taking out the factories. Therefore, the mission was accomplished. Now, are there other factories? I don't have the slightest idea. Will he use it again? I don't know. But he at least will think twice, and that to some degree will be beneficial for women and children within Syria. Harry, on tomorrow's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a political article, Why Paul Ryan Has Called a Quits. So let me confess, I happen to be a Paul Ryan fan, but I'm going to try to do this dispassionately because his stated reasons, both publicly and privately, give us some insights that we need to examine concerning the political landscape in our country at the moment, its toxic nature and the opportunities that still remain. We'll deal with that on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out for today, let me remind you, it's easy to subscribe to this podcast. On your tablet or your smartphone, go to your iTunes icon. Type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader each and every weekday on your podcast icon automatically will download a new edition of Today in Perspective, a great way to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective. Perspective.